We're just okay, and we play some movies. We're just okay, movie watchers. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Just Okay Movies. I'm your host, Biggie Size, and I'm joined by... Uh, hey guys, it's Guido, the host oh, of Gu Just Okay Gamers. Guido, how you doing, man? You you sound a little off. Did you get a, a new microphone? Oh, I have a cold. I'm very oh, sick. Oh my goodness, you you sound very sick. Have you very been sick. taking medicine? <laughs> <laughs> you? Uh, I've just been uh, drinking lots of water. Oh, that's that's very good. Well, well, I will uh, go ahead and intro us, us in. You just rest your voice. I've got to talk about a film that uh, I had watched. And it. if you know anything about me, I really, really enjoy uh, post-apocalyptic, futuresque films. And mm -hmm. I just watched this one today. Oh, oh, you sound so much better. Oh, uh, hey, it's... Uh Actually, me and Millpool, I was playing a prank on you. Oh my god, dude, you got me so good. <laughs> so I, it didn't really go as planned, because I thought you were going to play an intro there or something. But oh. <laughs> uh, oh. hi. Poor Millpool hasn't been on. Well, first of all, I'm terrible with bits. But also, <laughs> Millpool hasn't been on the show in a while. So yeah, I, uh, I do all that in post. <laughs> I see. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, guess I, we should have discussed that a little bit before the show. That's okay, though. <laughs> That's okay. Everyone's used to it. I might edit that whole thing out and people won't even know. Yeah, but yeah I... you could do that, too. Well, thanks for having me on the show. <laughs> Sorry for oh, interrupting you. You are good, man. Well, Millpool, I, I want to start with you first. Have you watched anything interesting uh, over the past couple weeks or recently? I have not. <laughs> That's why I oh. don't usually... <laughs> Come on the show. I, God, I can't even think of the last movie I watched, Big E Size, and I'm sorry. No, uh, ETV shows or anything? Oh, my goodness. Um, no. Okay. Uh, well, then we'll jump straight to me then. <laughs> yeah, King of the Hill. Been watching a little bit of King of the Hill. Old, oh, old episodes King of that. King of the Hill. Yeah, that's Very a good one. Nice. Have you watched oh, King of the Hill? Oh, absolutely. I love King of the Hill. I, I think, you know, I have a hard time deciding if I like Beavis and Butthead or King of the Hill more. Because they, they both like, oh, well, it's hard to compare the two, honestly. This, the, the comedy's completely different. Uh, but uh, Mike Judge just does a really good job of capturing, like, even like in shitty humor of Beavis and Butthead, there's still like so much, like, gold even in that of just like either talking about like the teens of the day and how just terrible they are compared to people before them. Like when you look at Beavis and Butthead, but then you look at a show like King of the Hill as just wholesome in its own way. Like it's not, uh, you know, sometimes they'll, they'll be a little silly with stuff, but really it's like has good morals about family and things like that, but just has all this great humor in it with like a boom and, I forget the guy's name that is uh, kind of the conspiracy nut. I forget his name. Uh, Dale. Dale Gribble. Dale. That's right. And uh, it's just great. And Bobby's just wonderful. Bobby's just such a great character. Like, so well-crafted. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a really good show. I don't think I liked it as much when I was younger because I didn't appreciate all the nuance uh, in that show. It definitely, right. like, the comedy doesn't, 
hit you over the head. Like I think Beavis right. and Butthead is is a little more um, direct. At least the characters are. I don't know if yes. Beavis and Butthead is still good though. Have you gone back to that show ever? Because I have, I have not. Very. In like, I guess the last time I did it was about ten. It's probably been about ten or twelve years ago. I got a hold of a like their the greatest hits whatever DVD that they released. My buddy and I sat down and watched it. And you know, there's definitely some hit or misses. I'd say for King of the Hill, it's more consistent in quality, and it would definitely be the one I would recommend to anyone if you enjoy you know anything like The Simpsons or you know that kind of animation comedy because it's just a great show overall. Uh, whereas Beavis and Butthead, it's I think it is more of an acquired taste in your comedy. And like, do you enjoy people go around and kicking themselves in the nuts and stuff like that? If you find that somewhat humorous, because the characters themselves are funny because they're idiots and they people around them think that they're normal and they just do this stupid shit. And the people are like, oh, my God, how could this have happened? And they're just standing there and grunting and talking about nads. And that's just kind of funny in itself, but it can get a bit old. <laughs> right. But some episodes just do it better than others. And, uh, you know, even a couple, it's probably been longer than a couple years ago. You know, they really released new episodes on MTV, like seven or eight. And I kind of wonder at that point, like, what else can they do with these characters after like four, however many seasons in a film, like how much more can you do? And they were actually not too bad. You know, what I liked was it kept, it kept true to the tone of the original show. And even so many years later and, uh, kind of respect them for that. They did a good job with those, but, uh, but yeah, you know, I kind of put Beavis and Butthead along with South Park, uh, in that it's, it's kind of one of those, you've got to, You've got to have some enjoyment of that humor that's kind of dumb and also maybe at sometimes a tad offensive. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just, it's, it's a flavor. Whereas King of the Hill, it's like peanut butter. It just goes on to everything. Anyone can find enjoyment out of that show. Yeah. Um, and actually being right next to Arlington. Like, I live just a couple miles away from Arlington. Like, I just think about King of the Hill. I'm like, oh, I'm so close to where that's supposed to take place. Oh, really? It's, it's weird. <laughs> yeah, it's so strange. Like, it's just down the road. That's where the uh, Cowboy Stadium is. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's so, funny. Uh, well, very, the, the other thing that's weird good. about Beavis and Butthead is half the show is just music videos, right? Which is kind yeah, of I, a weird concept for a show. I don't know if you could make a show like that right now. Especially because, like, like, I guess channels like MTV have even gone away from music videos as being, like, their main thing. You know, it's more like reality shows now. So, right. I, I don't know. Totally it's, agree. Yeah, I kind of want to go back now and, like, watch some of that show just to see how it holds up for me. And I don't know. It's kind of a time capsule uh, with the music video stuff, which is interesting, I guess. Definitely. And that is, that's one thing that was so apparent when they brought those episodes back for just a, a short season was the uh, music video segments because they still had them. And it, but it was stuff like, uh, God, I can't remember. I think one of them was maybe like a Drake music video and another one was, uh, um, oh shoot, uh, Little, who's that guy, Little Wayne or 
Is it Lil Wayne? I can't. Remember. <laughs> There's uh, a lot of them. Yeah, little. Yeah, like little Yeezy stuff like that. Little Yeezy, yeah, exactly. That <laughs> I don't kind know of if stuff. that's a guy, but yeah. <laughs> it sounds right, man. I, I like it. Uh, but it's just like stuff like that, and like the comments they were making were, you know, I mean, how much can you really say about them? And, right. Yeah. Uh, it just that was definitely the weak points of the show. Everything else felt great, but you could definitely tell, like on the music video end, it was like there's not much to choose from because they're just not that popular. They just don't feel like they make as many that are as you know broad and interesting like they would have in the you know late '80s, early '90s, where they were probably at their height. With music videos, and, you mean? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like every music video they did was it was a rapper buy cars with chicks shaking their ass and money and like well, I guess that's kind of all there is. There's not much more, um, but uh, that's Do that's you, definitely the part that felt a bit dated. Right. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, very interesting. Well, I had watched a movie, and. I'm a big fan of post-apocalyptic films, and I especially love it when it's not a whole lot of like shooting and flying cars and stuff like that. All that's good. I love it when it's in the perspective of just kind of an everyday person who has to live in this environment that is quite possible it could happen to us. There's all kinds of films like that. You know, you look at... It's probably not the best example, but like Equilibrium, where it's so interesting, like having these people living in a society that emotions are purged. You're not supposed to have any emotions and destroy books and paintings and everything to purge emotions. So no one has any reason to fight or quarrel or everyone's at peace. You know, it's fascinating to get to follow a character who lives in such a crazy environment like that. That was, could potentially was, happen. Was Equilibrium, also, was that that Matrix-like movie? Exactly. Yeah, it came um, out, um, I think, not long after The Matrix. It's um, Christian Bell and Sean Penn. Okay, yeah. Sorry, I, I was just trying to remember what that movie was. Oh, no, you're good. It's got the, what they call it, Gun Kata. I think oh, that's yeah, what yeah, started becoming right. a little popular. <laughs> yeah, I remember like seeing stuff from that movie, and it looked really cool. You know... Um, it's but not a great. Is it movie. not that great? <laughs> okay. It's okay. Like it's definitely not Matrix. Yeah. Uh, good. You know, which is exactly what they were trying the 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 equate itself to because Matrix was the big thing at the time, and uh, but the story and the setting is what was really great just because it was fascinating. It wasn't way too far fetched. You know, if you imagine maybe a hundred, two hundred years from now. Who knows if that kind of society could exist? You know, it's, it's something you can imagine happening. And it's cool to kind of live in that environment for a bit. Sure. And uh, that's how I feel about this movie. It's called Children of Men. And it was made in 2006. So it's not a super old movie. But it's the same thing. Um, you've got this world. I think it's like 2072, something like that. It's not too, too far. And we don't know how it happened. But essentially, everyone became sterile. Uh, they don't necessarily blame it on the women or the men. At least it, I didn't catch that in the dialogue, but that no one can have babies. And it's been that way for, at this point, 18 years. So the world's gone crazy. Uh, people are uh, rioting. Uh, a lot of governments have fallen. And it seems kind of, maybe at first, kind of weird. Like, okay, 
society would just completely break down because there's no no one can have babies. But I could definitely see that happening because you're essentially putting the hum the human race on a timer. Uh, and the way they set that at the very beginning, and I don't want to ruin any, give any spoilers or anything, so I'll do the best I can. I'll put a warning at the beginning of this uh, episode because it's a great movie. I want everyone to see it. Uh, but at the very beginning, the youngest person uh, that is currently known in that environment, he's like 18 years old, dies, and everyone is just crying. <laughs> and, and like people are just weeping on the streets. They're just like flailing around. They're so sad that the youngest person known at that point died from, I think he got shot or something. Known in the, in the world or... In the world, okay. yes, he's like the youngest person. So he was 18 years old. So if it was going on 18 years, then you know he's one of the very last babies to be born, and just everyone's just freaking out. And it's played up kind of for laughs a little bit. It's not like your character is doesn't take the whole thing very seriously. He thinks it's kind of a joke that everyone's freaking out about it. But it does kind of set a tone for where everyone is at the moment. That if people are just freaking out for a little kid, well the youngest person dying, then you can see why everyone else is just on the more extreme ends or taking advantage of this and trying to topple their governments and, and do all this stuff. So you're just born into this world that is chaotic and just terrible. So uh, it starts out in London, and London is supposed to be the only place that's somewhat in order, and even it's a shithole. And um, the story is... This guy named uh, Tanner or Tico, I can't remember his name. He is in charge of taking this girl who has had a baby and trying to get her to this group of people who will take care of her and take care of the baby and make sure that it's not used for political gain or you know misuse and things like that. So the whole movie, you're he's taking this girl to this point. So it's, you're kind of traveling around in secret and learning more about them and about the society. And it's great. I mean, it's absolutely great. Maybe not the acting or even the story, because we've seen stories like this in similar fashions before, you know, guy in the world takes a person to the thing for some important reason. That's not new, but the society and how it's reacting to, especially when they see the baby and um, reacting to basically their race being on a timer is very fascinating. And who knows if something like that could happen? Um, I've heard know, uh, I've heard great things. I haven't seen the movie. I've heard great things about the cinematography. I believe is yes. something a lot of people talk about about this movie. It has like long, uh, long uncut sequences. Or at least one Correct. that's notable. Correct. No, the if there is one good thing to talk about the film, and you're absolutely right, it is the cinematography and the settings too. They're real simple, real nice. The cities you're in, they look like you know, shitholes. <laughs> I mean, they they you they feel lived in, and you feel like you're really in London, and it's you know you've got people coming in who are not supposed to be there. They have a big immigration problem. And it's handled with force, and it's. It's painful to see, but the setting is what makes it feel so real. And the, the scene you're talking about, and it's, if you hear Children of Men, it is the one scene that's just awesome. It's the uh, car chase scene. It's very simple. It's not even very long, but it's so well done because it's all one take. 
they're driving down this road and this group of people in the woods like push down this car that's on fire basically to block the path so and then you see like it has to be at least 60 or 70 people and the real people not extra or not cg or anything running out of the hills like throwing stuff at them and they start backing up and you see this like crowd of people like about to swarm them and then there's this motorcycle that just comes straight through them and starts shooting at them and the camera is just moving around from inside the center of the car and everyone's like reacting to it and trying to help them get out of the situation it's so frantic and it's just so great because it's real and none of it's cg the windows break and you see the pieces like fall on the people and it's awesome there's another scene too a little later in the film where he's going through a building i'm not sure if that's one take or not it feels like it is because he's having to sneak around he's in this war zone and he's like ducking behind stuff and having to like jump behind walls the the dodge bullet shots and people are just getting fucking murdered everywhere it is so tense and uh it still it just feels real it feels like you're right there with him and but there's also some beautiful shots that kind of remind me of um fallout because that's fallout's like the one game i can think of that kind of encapsulates that feeling that you're in that wasteland and you're really a part of that society or lack thereof and that's what this movie made me feel like at, at times where he's out in the woods and the winds blow and it's super quiet and super eerie there's nothing around there's just broken buildings and and cars on fire and it's just so great the atmosphere is what makes that movie and um and i can't i can't recommend it more i really love it just for the spectacle and just to live in that world uh i highly highly recommend it yeah nice i've certainly heard it praised a lot in the past uh so i'll have to check it out um Absolutely. how I guess everything is in chaos. It sounds like, like society is broken down, pretty much, and, uh, like, are, is it divided into different groups? Like, is there a general good group and a bad group? Yes, yes, there is. So you have the, and they don't go into too much detail on this stuff. I kind of wish they did a little bit, but it really wasn't the biggest thing of the story. So I kind of understand why they didn't do it. But basically, you've got the government. And as far as we know, the only government that's standing is London, whatever you want to call them. Everything else is pretty much gone. But they have a military force that they're having to use to put down the riots and put down uprisings. But there's one in particular group that is probably, I think they're supposed to be the strongest one. And they're the ones that want the baby because the baby could show that... Um, get people to fall behind them and overtake the government. And that's where the mom and also the main guy doesn't want that to happen because they're afraid of what could happen to the baby being in that life. So they want to take them to a group they call the Human Project, which is just interested in trying to restore humanity. And uh, at this point, all we know is just there's this one lady who's had a baby after 18 years, and there could be others, but we don't know about them. So this Human Project is what they're trying to do is somehow get humanity back going and breeding and stuff like that so then that's where the war scene happens is finally the uprising group the biggest one is going against the military 
and it's like the military is just rolling into these massive ass tanks and stuff and you just see these like little firefights going on around the city as they're sneaking through it and it's so it's so creepy it's the most creepy gross feeling like going around just seeing these people just getting murdered everywhere and what's nice is even the blood is not um cg they're using actual packets and stuff so like when they get shot and it splatters it's like going on the wall right next to them they're falling over it's like pouring out of them it's yeah i I hate to sound gross but it just it just adds to that um engagement that you just don't really get anymore and uh yeah on top of just being foggy like it would be you know over in europe the digital blood can certainly stick out stand out uh like i i think the last john wick or maybe both john wicks they use digital blood and it would just kind of stand out to me right so i know what you're talking about it you know i get why they they do it it's a lot easier you know and and those packets and shit are expensive and you gotta time it right and it's just it can just be an absolute pain but you can just just in your mind I, i don't care how much trickery unless you just play around with the lighting just to make it so dark you can't really tell but like in a daytime shot like it's hard to to be tricked that it's you know that's cg it's you know you you can't uh you can't be tricked by that which was what i liked about mandy and some of the scenes on there the close-ups they they use like real models real blood and stuff coming out of them it just it's gross it's disgusting i can't say i get enjoyment out of it but it it doesn't take me out of it like oh that's just you know someone did a couple of clicks in photoshop or or whatever to, to make some blood happen and uh so it's always it's always good to see and um but yeah those are the main groups so they said they don't go too much into it but you just get the idea government's supposedly bad because they're suppressing everyone the uprising group wants to basically take them away and they want to use the baby so neither of them are really great you know you you kind of pick your poison and um but no it's a good movie i could keep talking about it and uh I really recommend, even with everything I've said, there's still so much to enjoy in the film, and I really recommend it. Uh, as I, I'll go ahead and say, there's another film I like to mention. If you enjoy those kinds of styled films, it's called Babylon AD. It's a shit film. <laughs> <laughs> it was like is in theaters for like probably a week or two. It was taken out. It was a Vin Diesel film. Oh, but it's okay. A, it's the same kind of concept and i just love these kind of concept films wait vin diesel was in a bad movie yeah well uh, let let me let me back up it's not a great film in that the acting's not great the uh the story's not great but it's still one of those um what would you call it i gotta take this person because they're important and sneak them somewhere kind of films and it's set in the future where it's sort of the same thing i think it's like outside of russia is where it's happening so you have like all these like gross dingy like futuristic places and you go into the city and it's so nice and beautiful and you're just like learning more about vin diesel and this like little girl person and some double crosses happen and at the very end they get to this situation where it's just like a no win and it's fun to see him try to get out of it and i won't say exactly what happens it's you know it kind of follows the normal tropes but you could probably rent this movie for like a dollar 
and you can easily pirate it. But I would recommend it if you like those kinds of films like I do. Uh, and Vin Diesel's just Vin Diesel. He's just, he's just a, he's like The Rock. And you know, I put all of them kind of in the same category. They're not bad in their acting. They're not necessarily fantastic, but they fit their character. You know, they're, they're just enjoyable to see on screen. Yeah. I like Vin Diesel, actually. I do too. Um, I think he's great. Yeah. I'm trying to think you of know, like I- everything I've seen him in. Maybe it's, it's actually just Triple X and uh, Fast and the Furious, I think, are maybe the only right. movies I've seen him in. Like, I haven't seen Riddick. Right. And Ooh. what else? <laughs> I don't know what you else would he's like in. like Riddick. I, yeah, I'm uh, sure Riddick I would. Riddick is great. I've heard good things about that, too. Uh, definitely watch Pitch Black. I would start with it first. Um, and it's a, uh, it's a fun, simple little sci-fi flick that is... Uh, you know, the best time to watch it is like late at night if you got nothing to do and or you've been drinking and or any other substance. That's the best kind of movie to sit and watch. And because uh, it's simple, don't have to think too hard about it. And uh, it's just uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, the remake one they did was actually not too bad either. But like the um, the sequel, Chronicles of Riddick, that one's it's OK. They They tried to like really make a grandiose story and like with lots of CG and stuff. And I don't know. It just, it didn't, I don't know. It didn't work. You know, it it was okay, but it just felt kind of crap. Yeah. <laughs> I hate to say that they tried, they tried to do something with it, but Riddick works best in those simple dire situations. You know, I don't want to rely on, Vin Diesel and that character to be like this emotional lead. It just right. doesn't, that doesn't work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. Doesn't work, but he can do it. You know, he's, he's good. I liked him in that movie. Um, oh, then he play a tooth fairy. Yeah. Or, that, that sounds right. I, I'm sure he yeah. was in a few of those like family friendly roles. <laughs> dude, that's where the money, dude, that's what's made the rock so good. Like, yeah, he just, he could do anything. Like it makes bank. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. Who's a better actor, do you think? Vin Diesel or The Rock? The Rock. I think he's yeah. got more range. Uh, mm. Now, I think um, Vin Diesel, he, Vin Diesel has that voice. And, I mean, just like he, you know, he's done the voice for Groot and, and the Iron Giant, you know, he, he just has that, that great, unique, gritty voice that you yeah. just can't replicate and Dude, his voice so is, well yeah it's so good it's such a good voice oh it is and i mean if at all that's i'd say more than looks or anything you know you have that voice i mean hell james earl jones has made a career out of his voice right and yeah i'm kind of surprised he's not maybe he does a lot of voice work but i'm surprised i don't see him in like video games and stuff sure sure i agree absolutely but I would say as for like range, definitely, I think The Rock's got a bit more, you know, he just, Vin Diesel, I don't know, I just don't see him being great in like a comedy. Yeah, whereas, sure. Whereas, you know, he's good at, has that. he's good at being angry. Very uh, good. <laughs> Very good. And that's about it, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yes being angry being macho i got yeah. it no big deal uh-huh. he has it 
Uh, but anything else, uh, like sexy, uh, no, it, it just comes off as being a bit pervy, a bit creepy. It just can't can't pull it off. I don't really know if The Rock can pull it off very well either. But uh, but like like Baywatch, uh, The Rock was pretty good at it. Like yeah, the movie's not great. The movie's god awful. But at least he was enjoyable enough to carry the rest of the film. Yeah, and, he's uh, he I can just, be charming for sure. The Rock. Oh, absolutely, and he's a good-looking guy. I mean, I gotta admit, I, I oh, don't yeah. mind not looking at him. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, or I mean, I don't mind looking at him. But yeah, he's he's great, and Vin Diesel just can't do the same thing. Man, good discussion topic, man. That was great. Oh, I've The Rock. The Rock to. versus Vin Diesel. I think that's a pretty good comparison too. Yeah. That would be a good movie. I both well, I guess it's kind of already the rock, happened. In, <laughs> the Rock in, versus uh, Vin Diesel, like Face Off. Yeah, yeah, some sort. Yes, <laughs> the Face Off too. <laughs> Dude, that would be amazing. <laughs> it would be. I would like that. We need, we need to get get on that. What what other two actors would you choose for Face Off too? Mm, Can you think of any? Right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a little crazy. I'll name one. And that is because I'm thinking about Baywatch. All right. How, okay. How, is it Zach Efron? Zach? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I was okay. going to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. That's a good start. <laughs> Do you have another Box one? Box office drop. Uh, how about is it Zach just two Zach? Oh, Zach. Okay. <laughs> Zach Efron, Zach Braff. I like it. <laughs> Dude, that'd be the most awkward looking cover. If they did the same cover as Face Off, be like, yeah. what the hell is that? <laughs> I think Zach Efron could pull it off. I don't know about Zach Braff. I, I, you, bless poor Zach Braff's heart. I'm sure he made tons of money doing Scrubs, but like he just got typecasted so hard in Scrubs. And Other than uh, Garden State. I did like him in Garden State. Uh, okay. that, was a, that was a fun little movie. Have you seen it? I have not, no. Watch that movie when it's raining outside and you <laughs> okay. want to lay down and take a nap. Okay. That's the best raining outside, laying down, taking a nap movie. All right. Uh, not much happens, <laughs> but okay. it just sounds nice when you're watching okay. it. <laughs> it. It won't interest you enough to wake you up. But it will soothe you enough to let you gradually fall asleep. It's great. It's great for that. Yeah. Another cool. movie, and this movie has been brought up so many times in the um, Discord chat. And hey, if you're not a part of Discord, dude, get in there, man. Discord.gg forward slash just okay gamers. We talk about movies. We have some live viewing of films happen. Every now and then, I think we're going to try to pick them up a bit more because people seem to really enjoy them. So join in. It's a lot of fun. We have a movies channel that we normally talk about any kinds of films we like or dislike and, and stuff like that. But one film that constantly gets brought up is um, Jupiter Ascending. And it's sort of the same concept as... Um, the previous films, the Babylon AD and Children of Men, in that man, I I had I must have some sort of problem because I love movies where a guy's taking a girl somewhere. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of discovering that the more I talk about these films, I like. Oh yeah. But uh, so when you watch Taken, kind of, if you watch Taken, yeah, you're cheering for the Taken. other side. Oh, you haven't seen Taken? 
I have it, but that's a good point. Dude. I, <laughs> yeah, that's I a good movie. I don't want to cheer for Liam Neeson. Yeah, yeah you're I cheering for the it. other guy. <laughs> I, yeah, I think they yeah. made like two or three of those, but I know the first one is solid at least. You know, they made that other one with Liam Neeson. He's like in a train. Oh, and it's like, right. You remember that? Because I was like, is this a new Taken? This yeah. like the terminal or something. Like, whoa. This just <laughs> looks like a, a Taken film. I was right. like, this is a neat direction. Yeah, um, what happened with I think they wanted to make another Taken movie, but Liam Neeson didn't want to call it Taken or something. It was something weird like oh, that. Really? Okay interesting okay then that makes more sense then because it felt just like a taken film just from the trailer i, I yeah. didn't see the movie very interesting but uh jupiter ascending is a great film that i recommend anyone checking out if you like sci-fi uh films of course it's it's got like a little more fantasy kind of wrapped into it which makes it kind of interesting but uh it's a guy taking a girl because she's super important for some reason it's um Mila Kunis and um, not Chris Helmsworth. It's the other guy, Channing Tatum. And Channing Tatum plays like a fox guy. It is cooler than it sounds. What? A fox guy? What does that mean? (laughs) Is he a furry? Yeah, he's a furry like through through the film. Uh, He's like a a deer fox something, and he has like boots that fly around, and like can walk on buildings. But he has like horns or something. I can't remember. Is this Uh, is it animated? uh, No, it's live action. Okay, it's done by the Wachowski twins or oh really whatever. Yeah, it's like kind of their last film that was supposed to like kind of save them a little bit, and it just. It didn't work out, but I I disagree that it's a bad movie. It flopped hard. Uh, I think it's I think it's a really it was a good attempt at a decent film. And uh, if you like sci-fi and all those kinds of stuff, I recommend anyone watching that one. But uh, hmm. but yeah, yeah, I've so. I know I don't think I know anything about that movie other than what you just told me. Um, I didn't realize that the Wachowskis made uh, another movie. Have they done anything oh. else? Yeah, they did the Speed Racer movie too. Oh, that's right. I knew that. <laughs> yeah. That that flick. You know what? I thought that was a pretty okay movie. It yeah, it's was not bad. I think I saw bits and pieces of it and like it looked really fun. Like the visuals were really exciting. Right. Right. See, that's the thing. Like, I had just, uh, I'd had a Blu-ray player, and Blu-rays were still kind of the, the thing at the moment. And when that came out, I bought it, and I got a new TV and HDTV and all that, and put it in. And oh my gosh, it was just so beautiful. Just because they used a lot of bright, vibrant, saturated colors, and uh, you know, the whole thing is, you know, very, you know, it's based off the the anime, so it's very visual and not, you know, not realistic by any means. Uh, it's meant to look very cartoony and it's mm-hmm. you know if you if you know what the car- cartoon's about or you've seen it you kind of know what you're getting into they did their best to kind of replicate that and uh more than anything i think visually is what made it so great and um and oh what's his name john um good good not john goodard um guy from roseanne i just totally forgot his good name. man Goodman, thank you, thank you. He's just enjoyable. 
you know he's in he's the dad oh he's in that okay yeah yeah he plays speed racers dad and um it's it's a fun one too but those are the only ones i can think of um i think they did a couple others but that's just a long decline of of films for them that just got worse and worse Mm. uh box office wise so i think they're kind of in the can now i i don't think they've released anything since jupiter ascending but um you know it stinks but what can you do so well is that's a rec is that a recommended on jupiter ascending then oh definitely definitely if you like sci-fi go for it uh it's it don't spend money on it unless you gotta <laughs> watch it for free uh which i'm sure you can on netflix i'm sure it's on there but i would i would check it out okay uh, millpool do you have any movies coming up that you're interested in excited for um she's i literally before the podcast i opened like what the current movies are i had to google it because i don't really know what's coming out <laughs> um jen and i wanted to see widows for a little yeah. while we never ended up seeing it you haven't seen it have you i haven't although i i heard something like the person who made it like meant for it to be in the universe of other heist films that had come out like the the oceans eight the the all-female one and yeah and another heist film like they're supposed to all take place in the same universe and like that's kind of interesting but it got um, great reviews. Yeah, it did. Uh, that's pretty much it. There's a movie called Free Solo, which I don't know if it's getting a very wide release or not. Um, but it's about it's a documentary uh, about Alex Honnold, who's like a free free solo climber who climbed uh, uh, El Capitan at Yellowstone. And he's like the only person in the world to have ever climbed it without any gear or anything but that's about it what about you oh well that sounds really cool i'm gonna have to look into that so is it shot like a documentary or is it like a a i believe so um no i like i'm I'm pretty sure they shot the footage while he was climbing uh but yeah i'm not exactly sure about that but i'm pretty sure they did shoot the footage while he was going through the process and everything Uh, the one movie I think I'm, yeah, I know I'm looking forward to the most. I was trying to think of some more, but I think this is the one. It's, um, shit, I forgot the name of it. <laughs> I'm so bad at remembering these names. It's the movie where, like, all the cities, like, the big cities are rolling around like tanks on the land. And, uh, it's shot by, uh, Peter Jackson, or I think he's producing it. I don't think he's directing it. But apparently, like, London is, like, on this massive, like, tank tread thing that keeps rolling around and when all the cities like go next to each other they just blast each other to smithereens it's supposed to be another post-apocalyptic film uh some sort of war happens so the key from cities getting destroyed they build them on tanks and it just looks it sounds so ridiculous and i love it and um it's it's as you would imagine very heavy cgi and i kind of wonder because the earlier trailers they looked a tad rough, but the newer ones look a little bit better. So maybe some some post production kind of helped clean up the visuals a bit. But uh, but just the premise alone, I'm I'm all for seeing you know like London and some other city just fight like tanks with people living in it and like running around screaming because they got like 
tank shells blasting through their buildings. That sounds great. It sounds like a blast. Yeah, that's that does sound pretty insane. You uh, said I'm gonna have to. Look is up Peter the name. Jackson making it? Did you say? If I remember correctly, Mortal Engines is what it's called. Uh, okay. I believe he is producing it. I don't think he's directing, and I'll actually have an answer here in just a moment. Yeah, he's producer. Uh, director is a Christian Rivers, who I am not familiar. Well, he yeah, he's got some okay films behind him. Uh, let's see. He oh. Actually, it's kind of interesting. The previous films he's done that are big, he was a storyboard artist for King Kong, all the Hobbit films, some of the Lord of the Rings films. Wow, that's actually... He only has three director credits. Feeder, which was a short film, and Minutes Past Midnight. Wow. Okay, so this guy's like a brand new director. I'm, uh, But apparently he has a long, very long... Uh, he even did the storyboard for Dead Alive, which I believe was Peter Jackson's first film. So he's been with him a long, long time. So that's uh, that's actually kind of fascinating. I didn't know that. Uh, but yeah, Peter Jackson's directing or uh, producing. So I'm I'm inter- I'm more just interested because it's something completely different. Like I'm I'm kind of I'm getting a little wore out with. The superhero stuff i mean i know we've i think we've all been kind of saying that for a while now but it's like after especially after infinity war which was just fantastic like all the smaller films that have now come out after that i've just got no interest in anymore yeah uh did you see like, venom uh, i that's the only one i was kind of interested in seeing and i haven't yet uh, but that's definitely one I I really want to watch just because I like Tom Hardy. He's a great actor. Yeah, uh, yeah really I like un- him too. Unsung actor. Yeah, he's he's just he's really good. I, he kind of falls more in the Vin Diesel camp than the Rock camp. You know, tough guy, kind of good looking ish. Yeah. And um, but that's kind of his his thing. He can't really get out of that. But he's. Done all kinds of other smaller films. I mean, other than the bigger ones like uh, uh, Inception and stuff like that. But there's that one movie where he was like an MMA uh, fighter. Um, he like has to fight his brother. And oh. He's like kind of me- messed up. I can't remember the name of that film, but he was really good in that. It's just being kind of a kind of a troubled guy who was like in this fight. He like come in like two punch someone, like knock him out and almost kill him, and then just leave. It is so badass. Huh. But, um, I, yeah, I'm not familiar with that one. It sounds cool, though. Oh, it is. It's really good. If I knew the name, I would tell you. But uh, I can't remember. I would just just Google Tom Hardy uh, MMA fights people, and it'll probably be at the very top <laughs> of the search I, list. Yeah, I just Googled Tom Hardy. <laughs> I'm just going down his list now of films. Okay. Uh, nothing is sticking out. Oh, Mad Max. He was fantastic. That's just oh, a fantastic God. movie how, all around. Damn, how did I forget about Mad Max? <laughs> you know, God. that's something I've been surprised is have not heard of a sequel for that film. Um, I, I, I thought they were working on one, but I would have thought that they would already announce one in pre-production by now. Because, shit, was that uh, three years ago? Yeah, 2015. Yeah, and that film just like 
rocked box offices. I think more than they expected. And I'm I'm really surprised they haven't pushed to uh, get a second one out soon. But um, yeah, but, you know, hopefully, you know, if they are, they're taking their time with it. Yeah, for sure. That was that was a good movie. That was well. Well, I say we just go ahead and wrap things up. We've had a smorgasbord of an episode here, and I love every second of it. Yeah, it was uh, it, it was fun. It was a little all over the place. Hey, that's that is quite okay. Well, listener, if there's any topic we talked about that you're like to put your two cents in, or anything more you'd like to add to the discussion. We would love to answer your questions or hear your comments. Shoot us an email to justokmovies at gmail.com. Also, feel free to send us a tweet at justokmovies. You can also send us a voicemail if you prefer that. Just go to justokmovies.com, scroll to the bottom of the page, and there's our voicemail number. I will have that memorized one day. I need to work on that. And I think you that need to, wraps it up. You need a, a fun jingle. I do. You're what, absolutely do you, right. And that, do you know the number offhand? Or are you done? <laughs> no, I could pull it up real quick. Okay. Oh, I just went to just okay gamers, just okay movies.com. Let's see what that number is. It is 931 389 1812. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, already, I already forgot how it starts. 938. Let's see. 931 389 1812. There you go. Oh, thank you, Millpool. That's, <laughs> thank you. that's the winner. <laughs> well, guys, Millpool, thank you so much. For hey, man, thanks me. for having me on. It was a lot of fun. Thank you, man. You're always welcome. I love having you on here. And thank you guys for listening. I appreciate you all so much. Your correspondence. All the discussions that happen in Discord. It's a lot of fun to talk about these films. And thank you so much for everything. All right, you all take care. <laughs>